AEBC and Partners present the 6th International Day of Persons with Disabilities Conference, Empowering Ourselves. Thriving in this new reality, December 3rd, starting at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, virtual Zoom meeting, of course. And the goal for this year's conference, ladies and gentlemen, is to share messages, to motivate, empower, and, of course, thrive. This virtual conference will be accessible to all and will feature ASL interpreters and real-time live captioning featuring uh, guest speaker Michael Gotthill, Accessible Com- uh, Accessibility Commissioner, among others folks that are on the lineup. AMI will broadcast live here on AMI-audio with our host, Joey Gutta. Registration is free at Eventbrite, please. Register or email in case you have some accommodation that needs to aebctoronto at gmail.com, folks. Yala McDonald with Ramya Muthan. Welcome back. All right. Well, Mondays we check in with some uh, or check in about some tech news with Michael Babcock, and he has a variety of subjects we tap into. And this one, because I think it's about eating, I'm very excited about. So menu for, Menus for All is an app. And Mike, do you want to tell us what this allow uh, app allows people to do? Yeah, I will go into that and and give you also a brief overview of the app's layout. Uh, Mm -hmm. I was sorely disappointed when I opened it for the first time, full transparency, because it said there were no restaurants with accessible menus near me. And I thought they were going to tell me there was no restaurants near me. (laughs) My my credit card knows that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) The app allows you to search for accessible menus in your area. It is available in the United States with 500,000 restaurants and 250,000 restaurants in Canada. Um, The app has a very, very simple layout. Uh, If I could change one thing, it would be, I don't care about these background images, but I know some people do want to know when there are background images. They seem to be all over the app. Uh, However, across the bottom is a tab going from left to right, a tab bar going from left to right, starting with nearby restaurants, uh, nearby restaurant search which for me had nothing. Then there was a search. There was favorite menus. Um, Waiter alert light. I thought this was very interesting. Mm. I'll go back to that in a moment. And a more tab. And that more tab is generally the, we didn't have enough room to put it in this tab bar, so we're going to throw it under the more tab button. Like a lot of apps use it as. Uh, Let's go back to that waiter alert tab. One of the things that they... And, and I would never use this myself, but I could see a value in it. If you tap on that and then you tap the alert, it says, uh, hold your phone in the air and a light will shine for the waiter to recognize that you have uh, needs at your table. Would either of you use something like that? No. Well, I like the idea of it as long as I know that it's not going to offend anyone. And this comes from, and it's so funny because I've had this discussion recently, when I was at the blind school, of course, if we wanted seconds, we put our hand up when I was there. And I still feel that if I was, I'm not going to sit in a restaurant, geez, I need the waiter's attention, I'll put my hand up. And I don't know if that's something would offend, draw attention to where people are like, what the heck is that guy doing? Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. So I would uh-huh. feel the same way about the light. Rum? Yeah, I, I think that there are people who wait. Um, what do you call it? Wave the waiter down because I hear it in audio descriptions yes. on yes. TVs. Yes. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. So it's like, oh, this is a yeah. thing. Okay. But definitely I've tried it and it hasn't like, worked. Yeah. It's like flagging. There's a certain hand gesture. Flagging. Yeah. I don't know what the hand gesture is. I just kind of wave high. Um, <laughs> Michael. Or, or, or I look towards where I think they are. Okay. See. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, a good one yeah, if you can hear yeah. him. And, and you sit up and catch it, take your hands and sleep like, so you're waiting for something. Michael, when you opened it up and found no restaurants near you, were you surprised? Because I'm sure that's kind of was, something regular. So I was very, well, I, I had mixed feelings on it because of the fact that I, I do live in a rural area. It doesn't tell me how far away it, it searches for, but there's a McDonald's 15 miles away. So I figured it would have found that. Um, but all the restaurants that are near me are Ma and Pa owned, owned restaurants. Mm-hmm, so yeah. I really wasn't too surprised by that. But I did use the search tab that I mentioned and search for city and state. Uh, I was able to find a list of the restaurants in that area. When I tapped on a donut shop, which is where I'll go probably tomorrow after we pick my son up, I tapped on a donut shop and it gave me a list of all the donuts there. Well, it gave me a category list that said collapse and I could double tap on chocolate or vegan or different different options and then that gave me a list of the different types of donuts in that specific category so i suspect a regular restaurant would work the same um and also more importantly it also gave me the current price for the product as well so very interesting and and i'll see if i'll use it at at when i'm in bigger cities where there may be more available well and and i would also think that in your area it's got to have some kind of thought that Generally, to people using this, maybe using transit, maybe walking distance. So it probably has yeah. a narrow, narrower sphere than somebody, you know, driving a car or or having access. Does it have a cost? The app itself. It does, and I knew about the cost when I downloaded it, but surprisingly, it didn't even prompt me to set up, you know, those free trials. Uh, when I opened the app, it 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 didn't even ask me to create an account. I have not seen an app that didn't ask me to create an account in a while. No Anyways, uh, so the cost is two ninety nine US. They do give you a fourteen day, no hassle, no questions asked uh, demo. So I suspect after fourteen days, it's going to say, "Hey." Uh, you need to pay us to keep accessing yeah. this, which I don't know mm-hmm. if I would because a lot of the times I can get the info I want from Google Maps or or Foursquare. But it is good to know that it's aware uh, that it's there and that it's fully accessible. I, I think they understand that because somebody living in a place like you know Vancouver, New York, or wherever may have a lot more reason may open that exactly. up and it just be overloaded with stuff. You want it to be the yeah. one stop shop, yeah, right? Sure. But we all have to work towards getting it to that level. Um, and can knowing we move that on to the, the data is actually accessible and not just an image as well, because you, you might run much. into that with these other yeah. third-party apps. So Exactly, exactly. All right, let's talk about the Mac. Um, what are some resources to learn the Mac? Because we know you've been using your Mac pretty much full-time, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, begrudgingly, I, I am liking it. <laughs> Quick side note, SoundSource is an amazing tool. If you haven't gotten it, Romeo, go to uh, macaudio.com, I think it is. Check out SoundSource. It's like a virtual mixer, so you can adjust audio of uh, different volumes for different oh, applications. Amazing. So I can turn Zoom down right there. Anyways, uh, so nice. uh, John Panarese of Mac for the Blind has actually published a lot of his videos, well, a few, uh, some of his videos to the um, YouTube 
channel startup YouTube channel playlist. And this is a YouTube channel that provides a lot of technology knowledge. You can go pay for some technology training from John Panarese at Mac for the Blind. Uh, there's also, of course, AppleVis and several other organizations that provide training. I've been working with iBug today and uh, getting some training from them. And then, uh, of course, the unmute call that I host, people come and tell me all different creative things on the Mac. And when I have questions about how do I do this quickly, I'll just call the Mossy. So get a friend also that uses the Mac, and that'll help you with learning a lot more. That's awesome. Um, what about what can you learn from the playlist that you mentioned? Yeah, so there's a really uh, in-depth, it's like an hour-long introduction to voiceover, so an introduction to the concepts that voiceover uses, how to navigate the screen in different applications. Uh, you can also get a using voiceover with system preferences, which is a good because that teaches you a lot about the interacting and stop interacting models and, and using VOJ to jump to different elements inside of the, the application. And then there's an introduction to voiceover with Safari, which, um, as we all know, once you get familiar with the basics, the next thing you're going to want to do is use the internet and, and expand your, your reach from that Mac. So that's just a few of the videos that are available. My understanding is more are to come in the near future. Okay, lovely. And because we talked about Mac, let's talk about Windows 11 keystrokes specifically, and new resources out uh, to learn these Windows 11 keystrokes. So what can we do to be more efficient on Windows 11? So NBP has a book about, it's the Windows 11 keystrokes um, book, and it's $10, between $10 and $12.50 U.S., uh, depending on the format that you want. Uh, another resource that I think I often forget about is, you know, Windows has help inside of it. You can just type in help in the search. And a lot of times the keystrokes are listed there. And then the last resource that I'll mention for, for learning how to be more efficient with the keystrokes in Windows 11 is if you are using an application or, or a program and you're like, there's got to be faster ways to navigate this, Simply just Google that application's name followed by keystrokes and you'll find some more information about keystrokes that are available. Awesome. Fantastic, sir. Awesome. like to hear that. Um, let's move to your next item that you've got here, which is, I think, kind of cool. You can now have Siri read recipes. How does this work? So I was teased. I thought this came natively with Siri, but it does not. A blogger uh, had oh. a problem to be solved. Their name is Jamie Ta. And Jamie wanted to be able to read recipes casually uh, while going through. You know, you, you read one line and you want to be able to take those steps and, and then move on to the next step. And uh, one of the problems that they faced was the fact that their hands were wet and they couldn't unlock their phone. Or when they yeah. swiped, focus would move to a totally unexpected place. So mm -hmm. they got creative and they used a tool called Scriptable, which is a way to write Java in JavaScript into your Siri shortcuts. And they walk you through on their blog post how to be able to set this up so you can just say, hey, S person, uh, move to next or move to previous category. And they show you how to separate your ingredients from your directions. And because it's a Siri shortcut, not only does it work on the phone, but it also works on the watch. One of the creative things that you can do with this shortcut is be able to uh, read one line and then let's say it, it requires you to stir something for 20 minutes or 45 minutes. It's a lot of stirring. But all you have to do is hey, <laughs> say HS and then 
say next step and it will or read next and it will read you the next step and it doesn't matter how long that you go between these steps or if you do anything else between that and that i thought was pretty cool wow okay yeah definitely making it easier in the kitchen um and the apple watch you say is always on you so how does it help you with these recipes is it exactly what you're describing or is there something that more yeah yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. There is a couple of other functionalities, but one additional thing that I use my Apple Watch for in the kitchen on top of these scripts, and I'm, I'm going to set these up here in the near future, is you can set multiple timers on your Apple Watch and name them. So you can say, hey, yep. S, set a 20-minute French fry timer and then set a 15-minute rice timer. That's a lot of starch. Rice timer. But then you have two different uh, recipe or two different timers with names. I mean, who's not to say uh, that we should be having all these carbs? I'm just saying it's winter. We want to be cozy. <laughs> but it's true. And I've used this um, with Google Home as well with all the other ones, actually, just mm -hmm. setting multiple timers to see if it was a capability. And it's very, very helpful. Yeah, another tool that I use in the kitchen quite regularly is our Nest Hub. Um, but the recipe, it, whenever you ask it for a recipe, it says, I found this and I don't want to touch the screen. That, so I need to try <laughs> nice. it with like yeah. the Nest speakers. A lady will give you recipes and read them out to you, though, if people are curious. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike, we're probably done, but do you want to quickly tell us how Google's evolving search? Google is taking more contextual information based on your search. So you can take a picture of a meal, maybe on a show and say, where can I find this near me? And it will look for restaurants near you that might have Get that specific out. meal. So creepy things coming down the road and Google is evolving. They say they change search uh, thousands of times a year, which is awesome. Wow. Okay. I mean, I thought it was um, pretty great when you could take a picture of a plant and use Google Lens to identify it, but this is even better, especially in foodie context. <laughs> yes. Thanks, Michael. No problem. You guys have a great show. <laughs> Bye. My Michael Babcock joining us on Mondays for our Tech Talk. And in a moment, joining us also on Mondays as he does, Brock Richardson, host and producer of the Neutral Zone for our sports update. Boy, he's got lots to cover. We'll do that in two minutes.